When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Thursday Trust Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Join the conversation on 0499 736 Welcome back. It is a crowded house. It's Trots Live, Toby McKinnon and Mick Aguran on the line. Mick, mate, how are you today and whereabouts do we find you? Toby, sadly, I'm not in Victoria yet. I'm, I'm coming to Victoria on Tuesday. I'll bizarrely have to MC my niece's wedding on Saturday, which is, um, as much as I love my niece, I'd rather be at Ballarat for the first round of the Inter Dominion heats, but family is family. So we'll do that first. Uh, fly into Melbourne on Tuesday and head up to Shepparton, which will be a real trick for me, Toby, because I've never been to Shep and I've never been to the races there either, obviously. And it's probably one of the few major tracks in Victoria I haven't been to. So looking forward to getting there on Tuesday and then, of course, 12 days in Victoria for the series, which, as always, will be a lot of fun. It will be, mate. Now, uh, you're having a role on Trot's Vision, are you, on screen and presence as well? Look, I'm, I'm there if needed. I've got a, an array of talent. We've got such a huge crew with Adam and Ryan, Jason, obviously those three guys are the studio-type component. Gareth and Shannon on track. So I said, look, if you need me to stick my big nose on television, great. I'll be doing that. I'll be doing a bit of Sky television as well because with all those talented people on Trot's vision, um, Sky, without being rude, is going to be a bit short of, of experienced performance. So I'll be doing a bit of work for them as well. And yeah, basically, I'm over there to write uh, a ton of stuff and and be useful when needed. But look, to be honest, Toby, I'm also looking forward to getting forward to seeing some of my friends. We, we were there a, a month or so ago for the Victoria Cup, but there's so many people from other states who have been really good to me in the last three or four years, you know, through COVID and helped with phone interviews and stuff and, and all the writing we do that I'm looking forward to getting there, shaking some hands and, and seeing how the series develops because while it may be a series that lacks a bit of glamour, and there's mm-hmm. been plenty of those over the years, 
Um, something always comes out of the interventions. There's always something interesting or strange. And as a journalist, and, and I don't really use the talk term broadcast very loosely, but in front of those people, oh, I love that stuff. I love it when strange things happen. And we only have to go back 12 months to think that Bonsell Benjamin won an inter-dominion at Menangle via the inquiry room, yep. which sounds an incredibly unbelievable sentence when you say it out loud to realise um, you know, how many unusual things can happen during an interdom. And this one will be no different, even though we don't know what they are yet. In the next 16 days, things that seem true right now, Toby, will feel very untrue or will change enormously during that period. I got a I got a question for you, right now. People say there's not much uh, Kiwi involvement, but and I discussed this with Garrick uh, Knight as well. What are all these horses got in common? Bolt for Brilliance, AG's White Sox, Spirit of St Louis, Queen Elida, One Overall, Vacation Hill, Adele, Like a Wildfire, Alta Orlando, Zeus, Bromac, and Triple Eight. Yeah, yeah the, the, the Kiwi bred horses and and, and connections. It's a double-sided argument, Toby, because lots of people who live in New Zealand, and I, and I never think of the two countries as different places. To me, they're yeah. just states of each other. Yeah. I, that's yeah. because, because I've worked in so many of them. I do three radio shows a week in Sydney. Um, you know, I do, I've do. i been coming to Victoria for the harness for 27 years. Yeah. So I, I, good people are good people. I don't care where they come from. And good horses are good horses. Don't care where they come from either. But one thing uh, you do see when you read a, a list, it's almost a list of a little bit of sadness for some New Zealanders because lots of Kiwis would love those horses to be racing at home. Mm. But the reality of an AG's White Sox or Alta Orlando is the best example. Australian racing is just better for the absolute best horses, it doesn't matter. The absolute creme de la creme. Rock and roll do, self-assured, copy that. doesn't matter where they race. They'll get their money. But for those horses just below that level who aren't going to beat those horses very often, Australia just suits better. Now, Ultra Orlando's been going around and minimum $20,000 free for rules at, at Menangle, I think, about three or four years. And he's won a stack of money. So I'm so glad our two countries are next door to each other. Hmm. Uh, and if it, if we weren't, um, harness racing would be enormously poorer, which brings us to the Inter-Dominions because it used to be the absolute biggest game in town. It's not the biggest game in town now. And you could sort of go to the Inter-Dominions and think, well, this is a bit, you know, there's no rock and roll do, and he's trained here. Why haven't we got him? Invariably, once you get into the racing, it, it tends to wipe away. Look, at no stage last year during the Sydney Inter-Dominions or New South Wales as it was, did I think to myself, Toby, oh, well, I wish Self-Assured was zero. I wish Copycat was there. It tends to be once the series gets rocking and rolling, much like a, a grand final footy game. You don't tend to think about who's not there. You tend to just buy into who is there. And often by the end of it, you get to the grand final and you know there'll be someone who says, well, for example, Copycat would have cleaned these horses up or whatever. But if they chose not to go, whether it's copy that self-assured or rock and roll do, that's their choice, and that's what they believe their horse is best suited by doing. So I'm not going to worry too much about not who's there, who's not there, because we still have 20 races. It's six seats per night, plus two finals, and maybe a chuck and a couple of consolations. And it's a great punting series, because we have no dominant horse, and therefore it's a matter of going, what do I think is the intent with this driver and this horse this week? Do I see any tempo in this race this week? And I think it's one of those inter-dominions where it's going to be a true punter's series to try and find 
the right horses for the right heat at the right time. Because the one thing I'm absolutely certain of is no horse is going to go through this into Dominion unbeaten. You got a funny feeling the last round of heats, there's going to be a lot of horses that are still going to be a chance of making it. You can just see a horse winning one heat and running ninth in the next one, and another one that's run two fourths, and it'll almost it almost feels like in the paces division there'll be twenty horses all on equal points after two rounds of heats. It's just going to be I I I I I think I'm concurring exactly with what you're saying. It's just going to be so even the competition. Well, what you find with the Inter-Dominions, unless somebody is deliberately not giving their horse a quiet run but has a different intent because mm. they're already enormously higher than the points, one thing you find with the Inter-Dominions is the last round of heats correlates most importantly to the final. What yeah. you see in the yeah. last round is enormously what you see in the final, and that's going to be even more so this year because we race over 2570 at Geelong, uh, and then we race over 2760 at, at Melbourne. So that they're very close to the same thing. Whereas what you see at Sheff over the sprint trip could be completely irrelevant to what you see in the final. So uh, I'm going to be really careful about what I do in the heat. So I, I'm going to try and listen to as much media as I can. And I think between you guys, Sky, Trots Vision, Harness Racing Victoria, there'll be lots of opinions out of that. And I think most of the harness people are really honest with their opinions. There's, there's not a lot of bullshit that goes on and the great strength for harness racing is often the person training the horse is also driving the horse or is married or is the father of or mother of the person driving the horse. Whereas in galloping, you know, there's what the trainer thinks and there's what the jockey thinks. So when you're tending to get a harness racing opinion, it, it tends to be quite factual and quite correct as to what they are hoping to do, whether they can do it or not is another matter. And that's really important during an intermediate because – for example, this week, if they say, Mark, Dan, we're going to lead in stadium, there's, there's no opportunity for the stable mate to slide across and get the lead, well, then that's pretty definitive. You take it as face value and, and you bet accordingly. But if they say, we're going to hand up to act now, you take that at face value and you bet accordingly. Same as the Majestioso situation. They say, Majestioso, we're going to lead and get some intel and see if we can beat Bolt for Brilliance. And we know Hurley, he's not stupid, so he's not going to attack. So if you're willing to factor those things in, I think it's a really good series for punters. Uh, and I think there's no point saying, well, the best horse in the series is this, so it should win. Because when you go back over the last 15 years, Blacks of Fake got beaten in an inter-dominion heat in Tasmania. Think about that. Blacks of Fake got beaten in a race in Tasmania. Yeah, yeah. And, and Lazarus got beaten in two heats of an inter-dominion in Perth. Now, he's just sat parked in the final and, and one with one leg in the air. So you need to be really realistic about what you see and also not complaining on social media and carrying on like a pickle with bulk of brilliance or expensive ego or something gets beat because there's races Saturday night, but Toby, there's also races on Tuesday and yeah. you don't want to come out of Saturday night with a headache. I couldn't have been more poignant. I had Vic Frost on for 42 minutes yesterday. It was as good a 42 minutes radio as I've produced, Mick. Uh, apologies to yourself, of course, but... No, no, no. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's great talent, Vic. And you know what? He's a very likeable person. Very yeah. likeable guy. And he had that, of course, famous 1992 Inter-Dominion. Didn't win a And came out and completely bloused them in the final and, and beat some proper horses. It was a very strong Inter-Dominion. So, no, I'm sure it would have been great listening. Yeah, well, yeah, well, my point is he didn't win a heat. He, he drew gate one, inside second row, inside second row, and he never spent any petrol in the three heats, and he got through. It's, but that's a bit of a, a bit of a risk, isn't it? You know, if 
Bolt for Brilliance or Majestuoso are just driven soft and, and they, they, they've taken their opportunity where they've got a good barrier draw and they've half blown it by not winning the heat. They can put themselves at risk later if they get a couple of bad barrier draws, if that makes sense. So I think both of those two will be genuinely try to win and get a win on the board nice and early. Well, I think if Magistioso leads, and that, that means holding Sundon's courage at the start, but I think he's got enough speed to do that. I think Tony has the option just to sit outside him. And I think we're going to see a lot of good drivers, the Jack Callaghan's, the Luke McCarthy's, the Greg Sugars, say to themselves very quickly, well, they can't win the seat, but I'm happy to sit parked. Because yeah. if you're sitting parked, these days, most of these horses can pace home in 55 and the drivers will come home in 56 and change or 55 if they get serious. Then you just run up the straight. Now, when you get the good horses parked, let's use some examples. Expensive ego, bolt for brilliance. Um, those sort of horses sitting parked, no one's going to move because there's no more park for them. And I think that's what we could see in quite a few heats is the leader declares himself the lead. The good horse goes and sits parked. They sit there, they run up the straight, and whoever's good enough wins. Yeah, And then you have the, the occasional horse, and there's not many in this series who are going to be significantly better sitting with a sit. Queen the leader in the Bottle Series, Spirit of St. Louis, and the Pacing Series. So they're the ones who might sit and might come home over the top, and they may well win, but not many in Dominion Heats are won by horses coming from further back than fourth at the 800. It just doesn't happen very often. So people need to factor it into their betting. Um, and and that's, that's the truth of an inter-dominion. You can jump up and down and say, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. But, you know, just, just consider it again. I'm, I'm not trying to lecture people and trying to tell them how to make money. Blacks of Faith got beaten in inter-dominion heat, and Lazarus got beaten in two of them. And they are panels above any horses right here in, in this series. series. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and to be honest, if they were in this series, they would probably still be beaten them. Because they would go to park outside something like Mark Van and it might run home in 54 seconds and they might get back. Intent is crucial. And if people say, oh, well, that's cheating or that's whatever, this and that, consider the fact that plenty of horses go around in group one weight for age 1,400 metre races early in the gallop season and are there for a run because they're getting ready for a Cox Plate or a Melbourne Cup. Uh, and it's punters' jobs to be intelligent about how they view races, not just pretending every race means the same because if you pretend that or try pretending on Monday morning you've got pretend money in the bank account. Mate, in uh, New Zealand this weekend, I know you're staying for your niece's uh, wedding, but it's also a bit of a Phillies and sort of mare's weekend with the New Zealand Trotting Oaks. There's a hidden talent in the race that's certainly not hidden and, and Paraman Express, I suppose, they're the two key runners in that big Oaks, $100,000 New Zealand Trotting Oaks. Well, it's a pretty good horse called Double Delight too. He's one of Jules. The Jules is obviously no more, but this was one of Jules, Double Delight. It's trained by Tony Gurley, so he's not going home to drive it. Um, Tony Cameron's going to drive it. It's as good as those other two. It's pretty darn good to beat the yeah, okay. open class older trotters last time. Really good meeting at, um, at Addington tomorrow night. And that goes back to the same thing. There's a, a race called the Ian Dobson. Now, it's worth 20K. Why am I telling you this? Because it's a lead-up to the Derby nine days later, which is worth 250K. Now, Akuta's in the end, Dobson. He's the best oh, horse yeah. in the end, Dobson. Yeah, yeah. But, but he may not be going forward off the gate, and he may get beaten, because his intent is to win the New Zealand Derby in nine days' time. And that comes down to the same thing as the end of the This is a weekend to, par- to punt smart, or don't punt at all, if, you, if you're not sure what you think's going to happen. I have no idea whether Akuta's going to go forward, get the lead, and win. I don't think it is. 
or it's going to sit back off the gate, run third and win the derby next week. So that's where we need to be smart, Toby. And I can enjoy the race without having a bet, but I genuinely don't know what's going to happen there tomorrow. If I was having a bet in that Oaks you spoke about, I didn't tell them they will win. But Double Delight's a pretty decent type of horse. I think we've got a really interesting weekend coming up, Toby. And I think by the time you and I talk next Thursday, there's going to be some deflated blooms during this inter-dominion. Yeah. And there's going to be a few blooms that have been pumped up. And I'm looking forward to seeing who's who, because even then, you might say next Thursday, well, that was all fun, but none of it matters. Go after what happens at Geelong on Saturday night, but we have a stack of info about to come racing into our little brains over the next 16 days. All right, mate. Um, I'll let you go. You're going to be in studio next week. Is that a chance? Mate, if you want me there, Toby, you're the boss. I'll be in there, brother. It's not far from where I'm staying. It'd be great to come and see you guys. I feel sorry for the listeners if I am, but if I do, I'll, I'll, I'll try and think of something funny to say, Toby. No, it'd be great to have you in studio, Mick. We'll... Uh... We might fatten it out a bit further, too, if you can get in studio. We'll talk uh, offline, mate. Uh, in the meantime, I'll see you, on, no, I'll see you Tuesday. Have you, got, have you got a sort of coffee machine? Uh, yeah, there's some sort of a coffee machine. Yep, downstairs yeah, here. There's a, McCaff- there's a McCafe in the building. Uh, well, we'll, we'll sort you out with them. down for a Toby. As long as you guys pay for the coffee, I'm sorted. I'll be there Thursday. Yep, no worries. I'll put it on Hutchie's account. Good on you, mate. See you next week. On you, Mick. There's Mick Gurren, our great mate from New Zealand, who's on his way over and... Uh, a couple of interesting races in New Zealand over the weekend. And there's a meeting at Geraldine on Saturday, which is uh, of interest to some, of course. Let's get to a break. And we've still got Jamie Cockshut, who has just sent me a message. He's, I can, my bread dough mix. I can get my bread dough mixed. I just sent it, flicked him a note, so we're probably going to be five minutes yet. Uh, and he says, yep, perfect. I can get my bread dough mixed. Jamie Cockshut making another obscene allegation that he's currently working. Let's get to this break. We'll come back the other side with our great mate, Jamie Cockshut.